Welcome to Always Real Talk. While many of us are being encouraged to stay home, many of us are not leaving the house. Matter of fact, most of us, when we do come out, it's for an emergency situation, whether we're going to the store or to get medicine. There are some of us that are every day going right into work. And into work is dealing with those that have illnesses, making sure that they are well. We're talking about the coronavirus. We know that it's deadly. And today we have on our show, uh, Midi Barnelli, who is one of the top nurses in the country and also the chair of the Board of Nursing in the District of Columbia, representing over 26,000 nurses uh, that are licensed in the area. Midi, thank you for taking time out uh, with us today to share your experience. But more importantly, thank you and your colleagues for the work that you're doing every single day, the ones that most people don't even do. I know people are going out and they're clapping and they're thinking, you know, watching you on social media and people are bringing you your food and, and I can't cook, you know, I'm a plant-based guy, <laughs> but I can bring you some plants and you can eat those. But more importantly, thank you. And please let your colleagues know we say the same thing. Um, thanks and welcome to the show. Kwame, thank you so much for having me on, having me on Always Real Talk. It's such a pleasure to see you tonight. And so, so walk us, get right to it. I know your time is valuable. Walk us through, you know, how your life has changed uh, just as a mom, as a wife, and as one of the top workers on the front line dealing with this particular virus. Great question, Kwame. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for having me and allowing me to have this platform to share experiences. As I, um, as you mentioned, as I am, uh, chair of the DC Board of Nursing, I am here to represent Meaty and what it is that I'm going through on a daily basis and hoping to be able to share some uh, nuggets of information to, to your viewers to allow us to all be able to get through this thing together. So my day, Kwame, still starts very early in the morning. As you indicated, I still get up and go to work. I am considered essential. Therefore, uh, we are there um, every day. Nurses, physicians, technologists, the, the people in radiology, the registration individuals, the environmental service workers, we can't forget them. So I am just every day doing what we normally do. Obviously, COVID-19 has completely turned everything around as it relates to our focus, as it relates to how we manage our day. And so what I go through most day is honestly information overload. As you are aware, and as everyone is aware, it is the hot topic on every single news cycle, every single news channel, yay, even always real talk. And so what we are trying to do is every day learn more about the novel coronavirus. And exactly by that first name being novel, it is a new strain of this COVID-19 virus that we are seeking to get a good handle on. We're now in a pandemic where over nearly 1.5 million individuals worldwide have been impacted. We know what's happening here in the United States. We've heard so much about the, the curve and the surge that we're anticipating here in the DMV area. And so for me, as a nursing leader, it is vitally important that I am abreast of to what the current uh, public health officials and our legislative leaders are telling us to do every day as relates to my own personal place of employment also as a, as a nursing leader and a regulator here in the district, being mindful of what our very own Mayor Muriel Bowser and our leader for Department of Health, Dr. LaQuandra Nesbitt, is sharing for us and to us to do as citizens here in the D.C. area. So my day, quite frankly, Kwame, is really filled with information 
that is changing daily and ensuring that my team and those that I lead are aware of what those changes are as we get them in real time. Well, I mean, and one, it's an incredible amount of um of what you deal with is not easy, right? People say, oh, you know, they're, they're nurses. I, I, I worked at Washington Hospital Center in dietary years, 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 years oh, ago wow. and uh, delivering food. And I can tell you right now, even at that time where it was not a pandemic, it still was a, a process, right? Absolutely. I would go to work and your, your mother would always say, hey, you know, make sure you're okay because they know that you're around people that are not well because that's why they're at the hospital. And every time I would come home, I would have to like take off everything and, you know, put it into a side so it could be washed. Right. So, I mean, it's just a mental thing, even as a young kid. So I can't imagine what, how your life has changed as you come home as a, as a mom and as a, as a wife uh, dealing with this particular issue. So to your point, Kwame, at the facility where I work, it's the same thing. You know, I leave my shoes in the car. As soon as I get home, I literally take off my clothes at the door and have a separate uh, receptacle where I take them down to immediately launder them. Before I hug or, or kiss my husband or my son, I immediately go and I need to shower first to wash the day off, and which typically I do, but not necessarily in such a intense environment um, as relates to this pandemic that we're going on and such a contagious respiratory illness that we're dealing with. And so there's definitely heightened anxiety, heightened fears around not bringing any of that home, just as you did when you were a dietary worker. And so it's so important just to make sure that most of us, if not all of us, are doing something a little bit different than what we normally do when we come home from work, particularly particularly during this pandemic era that we're dealing with now. Absolutely. And I want to get to uh, just, uh, you know, people have been asking a couple questions and I have this opportunity to ask one of the uh, experts in the field here, especially from a nursing perspective. Um, you know, when it comes to the virus and it being airborne or whether it be droplets, you know, there are people just don't know the difference between the two, one. And then two, there are people that I will say uh, something has come out of this because everyone seems to be acting like they're exercising. I don't know if everyone's actually exercising, but a lot of people actually they tell me they're walking, they're running, they're doing push, they're doing something. And those that are outside getting exercise in, I see a lot of people running and there are questions around, should you wear a mask, not wear a mask? It's, if someone is, is it in the air? Can it get on your clothes? Can it get in your mouth when you're running? I don't know if you can answer that technical question, but people have asked me that question. So I thought I would, would ask you. So thank, another excellent question, Kwame. The first thing that people need to understand, as I just shared, is that the coronavirus is changing every day. Recommendations are changing and how we're viewing the virus and how we are doing our best to contain the virus is actually changing day by day as well. As you are uh, keenly aware, just this past weekend, there's new CDC recommendations that are encouraging all of us when we're out in public, not just healthcare providers, but those of us that are in the environment, as you just indicated, outside to wear some type of face covering. Um, and thank you for that question, because what I will share is that there has been um, something such as this. This is a homemade mask, if you can see, with simple ear loops to make sure that you put that around and cover your nose and your facial area. The reason why that's important is because the novel 
the corona novel virus comes through your nasal passage and your oral airway, as well as if you touch something and then you rub your eyes and then touch the area around your eyes where that can then be introduced into your body. What is so important, as you indicated about those of us that are exercising, uh, with wearing that, it absolutely is not something that is comfortable to do, but that is a new recommendation. And so as those recommendations come out, I believe that it is most important that we as citizens adhere to them. In the hospital, I brought some of the, the ones that I have used today just to share with you, is that this is a simple surgical mask. And as you can see, these are surgical masks that we use that also have simple air lo ear loops that we put around both our nose and our mouth area as well. The hot topic that you hear so much as it relates to PPE, personal protective equipment, are these special masks called N95s. And so these are special masks that we cause respirators that help to ensure that we do not get any type of uh, respiratory infection that comes from things that are aerosolized. So your specific question to me was about the difference between something that's a droplet precaution or something that is airborne. When it first came out, everyone heard about six feet away, wash your hands, good cough hygiene by coughing in your, your sleeve and making sure you're very uh, diligent about doing such. But what we've learned is the reason why we do that for droplet precautions and the whole six feet phenomenon, it isn't anything really new, but the reason why they're stressing that is because it was thought that the virus was able to come into your respiratory system via droplets. So I'm sure at some point we have all coughed or sneezed into our hand and it was very wet. And so those are considered droplets. And it's thought that if you sneeze and you don't protect your, your cover that and use good cough hygiene, that those droplets can travel up to six feet, if not a little bit longer. So that's where the social distancing comes to help ensure that if someone does have it, if you're away, six feet away, then you will not be able to contract the disease in that manner. What we're now learning is that uh, the coronavirus might possibly become come infectious just by speaking. And so, as you're aware, that's something that can also, when you think about airborne, think of something, if you've ever had anyone who has asthma or something, and they're getting an aerosolized treatment, like a nebulizer type treatment, those are now little particles that are dispersed throughout the air that now then um, can, if we breathe them, and if it does have the coronavirus, then we can get infected that way. That's where these N95 masks come in. A lot of construction workers and others use these masks as well as they're working on certain things to ensure they're protecting their respiratory system because those things are now placed and they're considered airborne. And so that's a difference of something that's airborne versus something that is a droplet precaution. Oh, awesome. I mean, that, that, I mean you, you really hit it on the nose. You really made it very clear. I, I was sitting here, it's like, oh, okay, I think I know this. I think I know this. Now I kind of got a better idea exactly uh, what is the difference between all of them. Let me ask you a question. I know that I, I, saw the, I, saw, I saw the food, all the great food. If you are at home and you, know, you want to do something, is there anything people can do for our, our folks in the hospital, uh, nurses or anyone else, any, anything that we can do to, besides pray, of course, um, mm -hmm. that can be helpful at this time? Really, Kwame, the first thing that you can honestly do for us is stay at home. You know, stay at home so we can continue to do what we need to do for you. As it relates to showing gratitude, simply you giving me this platform to be able to share what's happening on the front lines is, is a lot of gratitude that I feel that I have right now for you even giving me this opportunity. Sending a text message 
sending, um, you know, calling someone, you know, just letting them know, hey, I appreciate you. And I definitely want to take this moment as I'm definitely a nurse and I believe that we have the best profession um, by obviously for obvious reasons. But I do want to take the moment just to shout out those other employees that are considered essential right now, those that are in the grocery stores, those that are working in the daycare centers that are remaining opening open for those of us that are healthcare providers those that are working in the nursing home facilities, the EBS workers, environmental services that are doing the things to make sure that our areas are clean. As you just indicated, you are once a dietary worker at, at a hospital here in DC, the same thing, those that are coming into work, we are all exposed because we are all in an environment where patients and others and clients are positive. Um, and so for me, just simply sending a text or a moment of gratitude lets us know that you are thinking of us and, and giving us well wishes and obviously prayer. I am a woman of faith, but I'm un, unashamed and I'm grateful for those that are continuing to lift us up in prayer because right now this is a time where we need to band together as a community and as a country and as worldwide citizens to really make sure that we want the best for each other. There's over, like I said, nearly 1.5 million people worldwide that are impacted by this, which has absolutely no discrimination of race, creed, color, or social economic background. And so it is vitally important that you just simply let somebody know that you're thinking of them. Um, I do want to say to your point, thank you so much for my sores or Delta Sigma Theta, you know, my members, church family from New Bethel Baptist Church, my 12 days of Christmas sisters here in DC Metro chapter, just my family and my, my sister friends and my other male friends as well, just individuals from Howard University, shout out to HU, just to simply say thank you. A lot of them have definitely um, rallied behind me as a leader to help me continue to increase the morale and the, the gratitude that we need to have even coming into work every day. Um, because we feel the, the thanks that so many are giving to us. And so I, in turn, when people want to help me, definitely wanted to make sure that I help those that I am working with and my other colleagues. And so whatever you can do, whether it's here in the DMV area, if you have family members or friends in California, Texas, Washington, definitely New York right now, just reach out to them and ask them, is there something that you can do um, to let them know that? But right now, definitely the, the moments of gratitude, the text messages, the calls, you know, the, the social media posts, all of that gives us a little bit of extra energy every day as we get up to go into an environment where we also are facing the unknowns. Well, no, once again, you know, from the Always Real Talk family, clearly we want to thank you, all your colleagues, all the first responders that are out there every single day making it happen. And we really want to encourage Everyone, you know, we reach a lot of people and those that are watching and those that are listening on podcasts. Hey, stay home. You know, stay home. If all possible, stay home, right? That's the best thing that we can do to support each other right now is basically stay home and Absolutely. stay safe. I think that's one of the key elements. Now, is there anything else or any message you would like to give uh, to our audience? You know, I think it's important, Kwame, for people to understand that numbers don't lie. I do believe that there are a lot of people who might still be a little um, skeptical about what is happening because this coronavirus, you know, COVID-19 is something that we can't see and we don't know. It's something that is being transmitted just by speaking or respiratory droplets, as we shared earlier. And I think people need to understand the impact that it is having. Um, so as always, about being a nurse and, and ensuring that I am making sure that I'm giving vital information, I want you all to know that here in the D.C. area alone today, there's 1,523 positive cases. 
we've had we have had 32 deaths here in the district and so that is not something for us to not take lightly over 8723 have been tested and 70% of those have 17% have come back positive I want to share, too, that if you go to the coronavirus.dc.gov website, you can get very specific, detailed information as it relates to the wards here in the D.C. area. I will share right now, Ward 4 has the most cases of 244, and Ward 3 has the least number of cases at 113. So I really just want to encourage people to go specifically to those websites. Um, also, again, coronavirus.dc.gov. You can also go to the CDC website. You can also go to the World Health Organization website to see what is happening throughout the world. And you can get very specific real-time information. And I would also like to ask people if you are interested, if you go to the Johns Hopkins website, they also have a really good heat map uh, where it shows you where these hotspots are located here in the United States. And that website is updated frequently. And so again, it is important for all of us here in the D.C. area to ensure that we have real-time, accurate information. Our mayor does daily uh, press conferences, typically around 10 and or 11 a.m. Please make sure you go to those social media handles for the district government so you can follow those. But as you just indicated, your last statement is the best thing you can really do right now for us is to stay home and we're alone together. We're all in this together. And so if you're outside, I want to encourage people to use um, you know, the homemade face coverings, if you have them, to use the mask, to please don't continue to reuse gloves all throughout the day because you're going to cross-contaminate. So if you are using gloves and you're out and about, immediately take them off when you come home. Please wash your hands. You know, do those things to make sure that all of your high-touch surfaces, your doorknobs, your cell phones, your keys, make sure you're wiping them down because I'm a contact wearer. So, it's very, so often I want to rub my eyes and it's taken me such um, intent to make sure I don't do that during this this time as well. So that is my message is stay home for us so we can go to work for you and stay well and be well because we're all in this together. Hey, absolutely. It's a contact where I believe me, it's been hard not <laughs> to put my hands in the eye. But I had a quick absolutely. question that was text in to me and it sure. had to do with the gloves, right? Yes. Some people have gloves. Some people don't. Some people have a lot of gloves. Some people don't. People are wearing gloves and what they, the person just texted me and thought I asked you the question is that they wear the gloves um, and then what they do is they wash the gloves like they're washing their hands. And then they put, uh, they said they put, what's the stuff you spray on it and, and Purex on it, Purex on their hands. And then it, does that work or does that not work? The answer, short answer is no. Okay. Well, I, they just text me. So I wanted, <laughs> yeah. I wanted I mean, to get you, the word you, out. You want to be very, you want to be mindful, Kwame, that there's such a thing that's considered that's called viral load. And so what you need to be aware of that, yes, that might work for that one moment. If you put it under a microscope, you might have less uh, bacteria or virus on the, that surface. But any healthcare professional will tell you that we never reuse gloves. And I know that people are trying their best to conserve things. Quite frankly, if you have to, the best thing to do is intentionally not touch your face or your nose, do whatever it is you're doing, wash your hands. There is nothing better than soap and water. Even in the hospital, after what we call donning and doffing, once you take off your PPE, we are still asked right. to wash your hands, even though you had on gloves. And continuing to reuse latex gloves or non-latex gloves, as you can only imagine, if you're continuing to wash down 
leather or rubber, you're basically just adding, you're helping to disintegrate the actual material that you're using to protect yourself. So if you are a person who has to wear gloves or you're so inclined to do so, the best thing to do is just dispose of them when you're completed, when you're completing your task or whatever it is that you're doing. But washing your hands, nothing will take the place of washing your hands. And I do not recommend, nor do anyone that advises, to rewash or reuse your gloves. No, th hey, thank you so much. And you gave me the thorough answer, just like a nurse, <laughs> right? I mean, it was very clear. You gave it to me, you gave it to me, you gave it to me. Then you gave it to me again. Then you That's said it again. Make sure you understand. It's don't called do it. teach So back. someone you just text me. I'm not going to call your name out who to text me. I, I asked her the question. Don't reuse the gloves. No. Throw them away. But once Absolutely. again, Amidi, thank you for thank you for taking time. Thank you for all thank the work you that you so and your colleagues did taking time uh, to us. Thank you so much for everybody who's been helping to feed and support my team. You guys are so amazing and they are so appreciative. Special shout out to Marissa Milton, Alethea Jackson, Kavon Small, my girlfriend Lee Warfield, Jacqueline Jenkins, and my sore um, Kim Algerton. Just thank you guys so much. We are so, so appreciative. Fed nurses are happy nurses. Stay at home so we can keep coming in here for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, hey, it's always real talk. I told you it was going to be real. Thanks to all of our frontline workers. Uh, and today we're highlighting our nurses. And we had one of the best on the show with us today. If it's always real talk. You know it's going to be real.